Hello, welcome to Artworks and Therapy. I'm here with therapists Maxine Hull and Melissa Walker. Today's date is April 27th, 2021, and this is the third episode. Hi, uh, I mean, uh, what is it? It's at least 20 years, I guess. <laughs> just about 20 years. It's is just it really? 20 years, you know. I guess we're touching on some StoryCorps territory here that I hope that all of you listening can respond to and find interest in in your own life. So let me just begin by saying, Maxine, you are a Pratt graduate and a longtime New Yorker that moved to Atlanta and longtime art therapist. And we're coming together because Melissa and I were in your class together when we were interested in the, the idea of pursuing a career in art therapy. And we had shared uh, some class time with you. Uh, Melissa, did you want to say hello and anything sure. to Maxine? Uh, Maxine, my goodness. So the last time I saw you, I was not an art therapist yet. <laughs> and I can credit you know, a lot of that development and, and where I am now to that introductory class that you provided us. Um, just for, for those listening out there, I came out of the University of Georgia with an art education and studio art degree, had picked up a minor in psychology for part of that time and learned about art therapy while an undergrad and said, that's something I really want to do. I remember the dean of the school said, well, you need your master's for that. And I said, okay, that's a challenge. I'm, I'm up for it. My parents said, you know, if you're, if you're going to go off and do this, why don't you make sure it's, it's really your calling? And there was a foundation in Atlanta called the Outreach Foundation, which we'll hear more about later, that uh, welcomed me in for, for one of their workshops using the creative arts for inner city latchkey children. And I just fell in love with the process. And in that process, I met a woman, Kate Federoff, <laughs> who introduced me to Maxine. And, and Kate was wonderful because she invited me to observe in an open studio workshop at the at an independent living home in Atlanta and for those of you who are seeking your art therapy degrees or went through the process you know that it's pretty rare to have that kind of experience pre-graduate school so I was so thankful for that but then again to to learn about Maxine and her classes and be able to to get that firsthand kind of knowledge before oh as I applied to grad school was just so so amazing, so powerful. Side note, <laughs> she lives on the street I was born on <laughs> or really? lived in. Yes. Yeah, that was like part of the kismet once we learned that Longwood Drive. Never oh, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I know. So when I learned that you were on that street, I said, well, this is just meant to be. I and mean, my parents couldn't argue with that. <laughs> so. You know, Melissa, it's it's interesting too. I checked in with my parents too um, at the time I was working at CNN and Ted Turner, if you worked for Turner Broadcasting at the time, and I, right. I actually started taking night classes for fun for free. And it led me actually to uh, the Think the Creative Loafing was the, uh, the, the weekly paper. And I saw something of an ad in there. Um, so I contacted Maxine and she said, come take an intro class. By, by the end of Maxine's class, I wasn't actually sure, but I, I, had, a really, <laughs> I had a really strong feeling about it. But then fast forward, we both ended up in graduate programs in New York City. Yeah, that was another thing for me is uh, Maxine spoke so highly of New York and I had not 
I had not lived in New York. I'd visited, but never lived there. So I thought, what a great way to go live there for two years. Same. I truly miss it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you get used to where you are. Well, right now, I am mostly retired, and I only have a few patients. Um, but I am so thrilled to have them because doing our therapy is, is magic to me. And most of my time is either creating in the garden and I'm creating, it's, I have a, it's like a park now. It's so good. And uh, spending time in the studio working, making rather large artworks. So my life has changed. I am not an active art therapist anymore. I never thought you use the word mentoring and I never thought when I created those classes, I never thought of mentoring. What happened was remember that's, I mean, I started doing that actually probably even in the late nineties and art therapy was magical. You know, the word art and therapy and everybody fell in love with that. And I realized that they didn't know the difference between being an artist and being an art therapist or being an art teacher. And that I wouldn't want anybody to go on that long journey of education. It's so expensive. And so I thought I'm gonna set up a class to introduce them to what it is. uh, So they don't waste time and they find out who they are, how they want to use their visual creativity. But most of all, I wanted to share my utter amazement with the magic of images that come from our psyches that are so pregnant with information that we can use for our own healing. I mean, there are times I would cry when somebody would do an image and it would be so laser precise of a state of the union of the deepest self. So I wanted to impart that to people like you, John, and you, Melissa, and ignite your passion and hope that if you wanted to enter the field, you would have that passion and excitement about it. And obviously it took. It did. It definitely did. I remember being able to walk through some of your cases, obviously anonymously, and just realizing how much symbolism and metaphor was there. And I think the other the other thing that really struck me was your use of materials. So you, really, you taught me that in it was important to have an array of materials and quality materials for people to use. I know that's not always an option depending on budgets and whatnot, but that really stuck with me. It was just the beauty of the artwork your clients are creating. Uh, I, I just remember thinking, wow, this is, I'm so intrigued by this and I wanna be able to use my own passion for art making and, and help others as well. I think there was a day when uh, Melissa, you may have not been in class, but I just remember there was, there was two or three other women in the, in the second intro class. And we had done a group project where I think the directive was draw a city, uh, a community, yeah, a community, but you can't talk. It's nonverbal. <laughs> so you're, it's about 15 to 20 minutes of kind of creating your areas and, and I also continue to think about that as an art therapist now that after everything was said and done, we processed, we talked about everything. I said, what if there was a, a hurricane or a major flood in our community? And everyone just looked at me and just said like, what, what are you talking about? You know? And I just took the, the, the watercolor glass and I just 
dropped it and poured it all over everyone's artwork. I felt so bad at the time, but then I would just like realize that everyone, everyone um, was shocked at first and they were just in dismay about my action. But then all the, the markers and everything started to bleed and everyone just started to go, Oh wow, look at what's happening. And I just remember going, okay, I have to be careful. <laughs> this is a very sensitive field I'm entering in and I'm provocative much like um, my other mentor, Art Robbins, who Maxine, you studied under. And I just realized, I was like, okay, this is a really interesting thing that I'm getting involved in here. People will be still on their, in their persona most of the time in class, especially when they're working together. Yeah. So the provocateur, he, whoever he or she is, opportunity to get to something very real. And I found often when people do what you do, which is not often, but what happens is everybody gets so scared of, of losing something and not realizing what creativity is always in you to, you have this resilience, now what will I do with what I have? And so it takes you to another level of taking more risks. So I love when that happens, but I can understand everybody's shock. <gasps> Before we move on to a, a commercial break, I just wanted to mention that um, I did see Maxine's, um, some of your large scale collage work, yes. and it's just fantastic. And oh, thank you. I just wish you. I could buy one. <laughs> I really well, do. Well, John, you can. <laughs> we will talk about this after there's a special discount for mentees. I'm talking, they're about as big as like a basketball goal. We're talking 10, 15. One is 11 feet long. Okay. okay. But the rest are just five or six feet. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it's really quite wonderful. But I started out as a visual artist. So it'd be interesting to see how, what you do at my age. So I do know that one thing that we've all had an affiliation with at one point or one time is the ArtReach Foundation. And I believe it started in Atlanta. Is that correct, Maxine? I think, yes, because I was friendly with Susan. Um, I met Susan. She called me. And we worked together on developing a piece of art by using cancer patients' artwork, each one on a separate tile with their um, response to their cancer, and then put the whole thing together. And it was really quite stunning. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. Thank you for listening so far. And there's more to come in just a little bit. Hello, this is Susan Anderson. For over 20 years, the ArtReach Foundation has had as its mission to help children and adults who have been traumatized from war and natural disaster. That mission continues today by offering programs that focus on the use of the arts to help mitigate or manage that trauma. I'm so appreciative that after my many years as a founder, the organization, under the strong leadership of Melissa Walker, a remarkable art therapist, continues today. ArtReach knows the value of the creative arts therapies and hopes you will visit the website to learn more and become a supporter of our 501c3 nonprofit to benefit all children everywhere. Thank you. So we are back again with this notion of being 82, so vibrant, 
making incredible large-scale artworks, um, still very much in the flow and in the mind state of an art therapist. So I am looking forward to retiring, much like in your vein, and um, getting back into the arts in my 80s. Is that something you would recommend? It's not even that I would recommend it. It's something that I don't think you can take out of your life. You have a thread, a golden thread that's running through your life that is, uh, well, for me, it's, it's always been the visual, but for you, it's several threads. That is never going to go away, John. What's going to be fascinating is to see what you, who you are at that time, you're ready to let go of the physical um, practice and where you want to, where you want your legacy to be or where you want to get involved. Uh, what do you want to change? What do you want to influence? Uh, it, it'll come naturally, but, but it's definitely going to come. It's going to be part of the flow because your whole life, even the skateboarding has flowed right into everything. <laughs> the psyche, I can tell you the physical changes. There's no question about it. But the psyche doesn't age. Mm -hmm. And the ideas don't stop coming. That's I great. love that. And you'll for, yeah. don't you remember the pictures of Matisse in bed making the cutouts? With the bamboo on the bed and, and on, yeah. drawing on the ceiling? Unbelievable. I, I think it was Renoir. One of them had such severe uh, arthritis when he was old, they strapped the, the, the uh, brush to his hand. So I would never worry about maybe the energy will shift, but right. so will the creative response to it. Would, there, would you, are you thinking about retiring anytime soon or are you <laughs> stocking away money in that way? No, you know, it's funny. Um, even in the military, they always, uh, say that, you know, you start off boots on the ground, but as time goes on, you're, you're slowly going to move into kind of higher level, maybe more bureaucratic, <laughs> um, jobs, which is okay because I have to From keep in mind that general, the, right. And the more, the more that you, um, help to um, move policy along or standardize and recreate clinical practice guidelines. And the more research that you put out there, that has a trickle-down effect that then impacts many others than you could just do as one person. So I keep reminding myself that, but I'm being very stubborn about keeping my foot in the door with patients. I don't want to lose that initial passion. Um, and one thing I do really need to get back to is my own art. I have to say, I do it from time to time, but I'd love to eventually, eventually be like Maxine and really focus and hone back in on that original love for art making. Everything I've seen of you, Melissa, uh, online, you've just been such a great spokesperson Thanks. for for what you've done, at least, if not what the greater work you know is that is art therapy. So I'm just curious to both of you, how has art therapy changed you as a person? When I, as I said before, when I first started to watch my patients, that privilege to see the deepest part of their souls um, via their images, it made me exquisitely sensitive to the uniqueness and complexity that every human being has and our capacity to know our deepest selves. And that's the hardest thing to tell somebody or to help them see. 
that mm -hmm. it's there and you don't have to be an artist or a writer or a dancer. You just have to believe and tap into it and it's there. And so I think it made me to honor others. Hmm. Never make them a statistic. Um, know that as a therapist, you will also know that even though they're manifesting X behavior now, there's something that happened long ago that's part of this to help understand so that you're not critical. So I'm, I'm not critical and judgmental. Of course, it's not. I mean, it's an ongoing job to be like that. <laughs> That, that notion of, of seeing people and giving them time and, and, and like going beyond that exterior guard that we all have. Even, even when I sit with a client for the first few sessions and I'm thinking, this is really challenging. This is really tough. I find that those clients are in fact the ones that I grow the most with and I learn the most from that goes all the way back from my first internship at a second chance GED school, my second internship at Rikers Island. I, I love being wrong. Mm -hmm. This idea that creativity is within everyone and uh, just tapping into what that is for that person. You know, what does that mean? And, and maybe helping to shift the definition for them as well um, has been really impactful for me. But just the awareness of others, right? Just that, like, like Maxine saying, being a little more sensitive to um, what it is to be human, just have learned so much about that. Um, and I think one of the things that I've, I've learned about myself, or maybe the thing that I would say that I, I feel most fortunate for is that prior to being a therapist, and I mean, I picked up some of this along, you know, the way, but I, I've always said that it's a gift to, to sit with people who are entrusting you with their stories and their experiences. And it has changed my perspective on not just people, but the world. You, you two, two of you have given me such a gift by telling me that I've impacted somebody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And John. My pleasure. And big yeah. hugs to both of you. Virtual hugs. Maxine, <laughs> such a yeah. treat to see you. <laughs> Same here. Same here. This was such a pleasure. God bless. Hearing you speak brought all the memories back about what you taught yeah. us early on. So thank you. Yeah. I just love how real and um, core like you are, Maxine. So. Give, it gave me the courage to be a little bit more like that in the world. I had it in me, but I didn't know I could talk about it until I met you. Mm -hmm. Now I'm in tears. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I wanted to thank both of you for making time. So thank you, Maxine Hall and Melissa Walker. Um, I also wanted to thank Melissa Diaz for the use of the name Art Works, because it surely does. Art Works in <laughs> Therapy.